everyone, my name is Misha, aka Refilling My Wallet. And my name is David. And this is Finance Fails and Cocktails. So what are we drinking today? All right, today we have a rosé lemonade. So it's kind of like pink lemonade, but rosé lemonade. It's got rosé like bubbles from Rheingeist and lemonade. Bougie. <laughs> Bougie. Bougie and boozy. How was your <laughs> week? My week? Yeah, last week. My week was good. So enjoying the car a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um we wanted to thank you guys so much for the support, for listening to their podcast. I mean, I was blown away by how many people listened and commented and messaged me. And uh, we had a couple people who were Team David. So yeah, <laughs> not everyone hates you. Um, I do want to remind everyone, like, we still like David. He is, is still my husband. We are still happily married. Uh, one person suggested that like we'll be getting a divorce within the next year. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> Despite the fact that many people split finances, um, I kind of thought that was funny. Um, anyways, but some of y'all came for him like he was the scrub in TLC song, or like he was the inspiration for Bills 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 by Destiny's Child, and like that's not the case. Like he's still a contributing member to this household he's he's working and paying his bills um also he can afford the car he has a smaller like discretionary fund but you can't afford the car right correct so it's crypto is mostly like a backup if he needs it it's not necessarily how he's funding the car (sighs) but uh it was mostly good support mostly good support so i i will take it Thank you for all the support uh, from my supporters. <laughs> oh, I did look up um, on Allstate.com. They said that red cars are not insured like higher. It's not more expensive to insure. That's a myth. So I thought it was. Even when I thought last week if it was true, it would be a dollar or two more. So yeah, negligible. Apparently, the color of your car doesn't affect anything, which I guess makes sense. Honestly... They probably should be less expensive to insure because you can see them better. That is true. But then the cops can see you better, too. Yeah, we have to look that up. Is it... Are you more likely to be pulled over? That is a good question. (laughs) Uh, um, The other thing I wanted to talk about is, like, the reason that... One, the reason that David got so much, like, boo, David, is because (laughs) I am in the debt-free community. Like, we are... That's the space that we're we're posting in. That's kind of the people who are going to listen to this podcast. If we were to have gone to like our friends, I mean, they probably would have supported you. I mean, what your family was like, yeah, get the car. Like that makes sense. So it's just kind of a different mindset, and I don't think everyone is ready for that mindset, especially in the DFC when our main goal is to pay off debt and to not go further into debt. Which makes sense. That's why I started talking about with the opportunity cost. Uh, just a different mindset, I guess. I I still not um, I'm still not you know happy about the purchase. I don't. <laughs> it's not like my favorite thing that that we have done. But um, you know, if I wanted like a tummy tuck or if I wanted to buy a camper, and David had no interest in either of those things, um, I think I would find it hard to 
to expect him to pay the exorbitant amount of money for that if that's not something that he really wanted. Um, you know, this was our way of finding a compromise. And it's not the perfect compromise. Like, it's definitely not like, oh, perfect. Everything is, you know, amazing. And everyone got exactly what they want. It came with, you know, we didn't necessarily want to split finances, but that was the way that we could do this so that both of us could get what we want. And I feel like people think of a compromise and they're like, okay, well, each person should get exactly what they want. And you just have to figure out a way to do that. And that's just not how life works. Right? Yeah, I agree. Anyways, um, I do I do have a confession before Uh-oh. we dive into our finance fail. Um, I'll just I'll just go into it. So do you remember when we got married and we had a photographer? Yes. And we paid fourteen ninety nine for that photographer. Okay. Like fourteen hundred ninety nine dollars, not fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents. I know, I gotcha. Okay, so with that, we like I was recently looking through our old photography, our old photos of the wedding because I was trying to find some to send to people, and I realized we got twenty two prints included with our package. Okay, so what's what's wrong? Do you see 22 prints around this house? I see three. And we paid for those. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So I completely dropped the ball and like never got those prints. Uh, So you had to order them afterwards. Had to order them afterwards and basically like wasted not a lot of money, but like that was free prints that we should have got. And I never got them. And I kind of feel bad about that. And I can't go back and ask him. Nah, it's what six years. It's been later, six years. Almost. They're not even on his website anymore. Like I tried, I had to like find the CD or whatever that was that yeah. it was on. So that's a loss. That is a sunk cost and a loss in those photos. That I mean, we still have the digital photos, so like we can get them printed. But they were various sizes. Like I'm very upset about this. You're too excited to go on the honeymoon. You <laughs> forgot about it. And that was a good honeymoon. Which <laughs> did we pay for that in cash? I think so. I think we use some of the funds from the wedding that we got and either paid it off or helped fund that trip. Mm, paying it off does not sound like six years ago us, though. <laughs> um, I know we used some of it we to, We definitely like, fund. use it on the cruise. Yeah. Um, anyways, all right, all right. Let's get into the finance fail. That was just a, a confession um, that I needed to tell you because I never told you. I appreciate the honesty. (laughs) All right. The finance fail. What are we looking at today? Why don't you tell us about Best Buy? Oh, Best Buy is the bane of my existence. Like, I I honestly should have made today's podcast drink um, a margarita because that is how Best Buy started. (laughs) Uh, So, okay. So... I very vividly remember like getting my mail from, you know, the mailbox in my first apartment that was all on my own. And there was the junk mail, you know how they have like the ads and stuff. And in the ads was like a Best Buy ad for a TV. And the TV was maybe like $400 or something like that. And it said um, monthly payments, like 24 monthly payments or something like that. Um, So it'd, it'd be like $25 a month. And I was like, oh my God. This is perfect. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to work 
and then after work because you could literally walk to work from um to, you could walk to best buy from where i worked so i was like okay this is perfect i'm gonna go to best buy after work and i'm going to buy this tv then i'll have a tv and my house won't be sad and pathetic did you have one before that no oh, okay and nothing and i you know like when my couch is just facing a wall like a weirdo to be <laughs> fair our couch upstairs is facing a wall there's no tv up there there used to be it's all broke <laughs> and yeah we saved 600 dollars by not getting a new tv um anyways so i go to work and they're my friends my my couple work friends were like let's go to happy hour after work and i was like oh okay yeah that's fine like happy hour makes sense i'm curious to see how many people are gonna relate to this story yeah yeah i mean yeah so we go we go to this happy hour uh it's like a mexican restaurant and we're just getting margaritas and just having the time of our life i was like hey guys i gotta go like I want to, I need to go to Best Buy before it closes and, you know, I need to get, get, get my TV because it's the weekend, like, I need to go. So I go and I walk into Best Buy and I'm, like, a little bit buzzed, you know, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is a great idea. And How I, old were you? Oh, I was, I had just graduated college, so I was, like, 21. Okay. Yeah, so this was 20, 2013. And so I am like staring at this huge wall of TVs and I'm like, oh my God, I don't even remember. I didn't even have like written down which TV I wanted. Like I just knew I was going to get a TV. So I go and I'm staring at this wall and this guy, like the guy in a blue polo comes up to me and he's like, hey, what are you looking for? Anything I can help you find? And I was like, I need a TV. And he's like, oh, okay, great. Well, here's a great option for you. We've got financing, like it's super great. Like you just pay like a monthly fee and, it, and it's awesome. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well then if that's the case, I should get like a pretty nice size TV. Yeah, I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't get a nice size TV. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I was like, okay, let's get that, add that TV to like the cart, wherever you, however you have to do that, make it happen. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, you probably should get a subwoofer for like a surround sound system. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I have no idea what a subwoofer is. Honestly, still, if you ask me to this day, I don't think I could answer that for you. I think it's the box, but what what does it do? Uh, basically provides the bass for the music. Yeah, so I really needed a bass for music in my two bedroom apartment, <laughs> like in a suburb. Of you know, to piss off the neighbors. <laughs> apparently yeah like i don't know what i wasn't thinking i really wasn't this was like this was a tipsy decision um and if you've ever made a tipsy decision you know like oh gosh do you think you would have said no to the sound system if you were not buzzed honestly it is possible because i feel like i would have gone in and been like nope i just need the tv i'm just financing the tv which still isn't a great decision because I, I could have afforded the TV. I had a job, like I was working with my first quote, big girl job. And I could have paid for it. Like I could have waited like a month and paid for it. Did the ad say like 0% financing or just monthly 24 months of payments? Or... I feel like, oh, your first six months are 0%. Ah, okay. And after that, it's like 26% or whatever insane <laughs> rate they have on that stupid card oh my god i hate that card anyways so um he adds it all to the cart and he's like okay cool um here's your credit card like it'll come in the mail and i was like what do you mean credit card i don't i don't understand like this 
I'm financing. So in my mind, the naive 21 year old me thought that I was going to make monthly payments to Best Buy, like to Best Buy, and they were going to like be like, okay, cool. Thank you for the monthly payment. We'll see you next month. I can't blame you because I think around that same time, I didn't know you were getting credit cards when you, when they offer you the monthly payments. I just thought you made like monthly installments. I did not know it was credit card or a credit line yes whatever it is it's so it it's i mean well it's 100 percent my fault like i i take the blame for not knowing what i was doing um but yeah they basically you get a card they swipe it for 700 dollars, and then you're paying that for you know zero percent for six months and then after that it's whatever it is it wasn't my best it was my best moment it's understandable you were young didn't know any better buzzed <laughs> yeah so i guess what do you think went wrong with this whole situation so here's where i messed up i like i said i thought i could just pay 25 dollars a month every month and then eventually it would be paid <laughs> off because i thought i was making monthly pay- like i didn't realize what i was doing how much was this total bill by the time you left there i feel like it had to be like seven or eight hundred dollars i tried to go oh, back on my statement yes i tried to go back on my statement and look and best buy is like nah you're not gonna see that first purchase so i can see 2015 but i can't see 20 2013 or something 800 price sounds right 500 for a tv 300 for the sound system yeah so that sounds about right um but okay so where I went wrong, one, I was only making like whatever the minimum balance is or the minimum payment is. That was flaw number one. Flaw number two, I never, I continued to use that card throughout the several years. So it, I don't even know when I finally paid off this TV. Ooh, that's a good question. Cause it just, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, and so, yeah, we actually did not have this TV for a long time. Do you remember that? Is that when we gave it to my brother? We gave it to your brother. And why so we did were... we give it to your brother? <laughs> so we were paying off a TV that we did not even use. Yes. So we moved to San Diego from Ohio to San Diego. And we only took our cars. And we were like, we can get the TV to fit. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And by the time it was all said and done, we could not get the TV to fit. So should have maybe swapped that with something else that we took. Anything else, yeah. Like, <laughs> and it was just too much to mail it. And so we left it with your brother. And we're like, here, like you can have this TV. You can have this sound system. Like we gave it to him. We didn't sell it to him. We didn't. We made nothing. Which was weird. And we were still paying for it <laughs> because it had to have only been. It was like a year and a half after, and I was no, paying 25 bucks. I say we send him a bill for the interest and be like, yo, <laughs> you were using this for five years. When we came back, we did get the TV and the subwoofer back. We, Remember, he almost didn't want to even give it to us. Which is fair. He'd had it for four and a half years. How are we going to be like, give us my TV back? Like, it was his TV at that point, but yeah. he did give it back to us, so... No pitchforks. No pitchforks for John. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so then we got to San Diego. We did not have a TV. 
You remember and we needed we a TV. We needed a TV. Needed. Needed. We strongly needed a TV in our studio apartment. Um, no, we we have. I have purchased several TVs on the Best Buy credit card. Like at least four. I think we bought that four. I have bought at least four. When else were you buying TVs? <laughs> so, Confession time number two. <laughs> so basically, we do you remember that Christmas we came back and we had no money? Yes, our first Christmas. Our first Christmas back, we had no money and um, we needed presents. Needed, again. I feel like society puts so much pressure on like these luxurious needs when they're really luxurious wants. And... Um, Instead of telling people like, hey, like we flew back, our presence is our presence. We, <laughs> I went to Best Buy with my Best Buy credit card. I bought my sister a TV. I bought the gift exchange gifts. So every year David's family does like a gift exchange. It's like, like Secret Santa or not Secret Santa. White elephant. Like white elephant. And I was like, okay, we need gifts for this. Like we can't show up to this. I do remember that. Party. So we bought like. Um, gift cards or something or we bought a Roku and we put that in the gift exchange and we bought something else and it was just like all right this is fine we'll figure it out like all we have to do is pay $25 a month everything will be fine <laughs> and slowly the payment starts to get you know more and more every month um what's the max we ever had on that card the card got to like 3700 or something holy like that. smokes and I mean, we had purchased um, five hundred dollars in watches. Do you remember that? Oh yes. We bought a Fitbit for you and a Garmin watch for me, <laughs> um, <laughs> on a credit card to a store. For what reason? And we both used those watches for like two or three months and stopped using and we them. stopped using it granted i decided like randomly one day that i was going to train for a marathon or half marathon and so i was like i need a watch i need again like it's that that feeling that you can't do something unless you have this other expensive thing to pay for it and it's like i didn't need a fitbit i didn't need a garmin watch and even if i did i could have one paid for it in cash two bought it used because i ended up selling mine or a cheaper one. I think you got the like best one at the time. We spent two hundred fifty dollars each on watches. Yeah. We don't have those watches anymore. Isn't that insane? We did resell both of them. I think at least so we got some of the money back. We did, but we didn't but put it back on this card. We probably went and bought something <laughs> else. And then, do you remember when we both bought Chromebooks? Oh, <laughs> we used that card quite a bit. We both bought Chromebooks. We didn't, I mean, we kind of needed computers and it was like the cheapest way we could get a computer. So they were like 250 bucks. Again, we just kept doing these $250 purchases. And I don't know what it is, but there's something about, for me at this time, I would go into stores and people would be like, oh, like it's, it's $250. And I'd be like, oh, I got this swipe. And it's like, look at me, look at me. I can pay for anything. I can buy two watches. Sure. You want to watch? Hey, kid behind me, do you want to (laughs) watch? And I don't know like who I thought I was because... What was I making? Maybe $18 an hour? I think that's the dangerous thing with credit cards in general. Like, you don't see it coming out of your bank account, and you don't see your bank account getting lower. So, uh, they're just... 
I dangerous. Mean, for the longest time, we would I would call credit cards like fake money. I'd be like, oh, it's fine. I got fake money. Monopoly money, I think, is what you call I, it. And it's just like, oh, we are not the only ones with this mindset. And it's, it's I feel like it's, you know, a lack of knowledge on on how finances work. But also it's just like this desire, this need to keep up with the Joneses. Oh, they have a really nice TV. We should get a nice TV. I think it's hard because like we probably saw our parents go into a store and buy something. And as a kid, you don't know how do they fund that purchase. So you feel like you can do the same thing. I feel like, so you and I grew up very differently. (laughs) Um, So David's uh, family, you know they're they're not poor um david's dad is a very successful man um entrepreneur in in columbus and you know david's brother also a very successful person and you know they they're entrepreneurs and they've got their money and they do their things that rich people do um which i respect and honor them for that and my family kind of was the opposite you know like we we're working you know the nine to five jobs or we're doing our hustles and um, you know, we've got the credit card debt and all that stuff. And David's family, I don't know how, I don't, your family's very elusive with their, their money. <laughs> it's a very rich, rich people thing to be elusive with money. So I'm sure even as a kid, like you're watching your dad, you know, buy whatever he buys. And it's like, okay, well, that's how my dad did it. So I'm going to get it one day. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think when you're that young, I, I don't know. You just don't think about how to, it's going to be paid off. You just buy it and go on with life, I guess. It's it's funny because the savvy Sagittarius posted something the other day and she said that she read somewhere that like your financial habits are formed by the time you're seven years old. Which is crazy to think about. Right. And I looked it up and it's true. Like your financial habits are formed by the time you're seven because... I mean, at that point, you're going to start getting those core memories. You're going to start seeing things like get paid for and, and how it's happening. So if you're seeing a big spend their family, then you're going to be like, oh, this is how you live. For us, we didn't have the money to be big spenders. So we're making $18 an hour or, you know, whatever the heck we're making. That first year, you made like 25 grand. If half that. <laughs> so, okay, so that first year you made twelve grand, and we felt the need to go buy a TV that we couldn't afford. Well, I think it's like every American, you know, we have TVs, so you go and buy one. It's so losing it with Lauren said, "What's the American dream?" She's doing a paper, and she asked, "Like, what's what's the American dream?" And I honestly feel like the American dream might be funded by debt. Oh, it totally is. Look at college look at cars um <laughs> well, yeah it truly is you know it's funny because i i will see like people and they're living these extravagant lives they're buying all of these things and i my first question now is like how'd they pay for that is that cash flow <laughs> <laughs> and i just i just don't think it is um i don't think it's cash flow i for some people i'm sure it is but Debt is so natural. Like if you go into a furniture store, every single sign is zero percent financing. Ooh, finance this. We, we you can do monthly payments. Well, I think the dangerous thing about the zero percent financing is, uh, yeah, it's all good. It's not good. You're going into debt, but at least you're not paying interest on it. But I think you do that 
five, six, seven, ten times, then you look at your bills and what am I spending my money on every month, and you're like, holy smokes, I got <laughs> these ten zero percent items, and it just adds up over time. Same thing with subscri- uh, subscriptions, you know. I know you think it's like oh five dollars here, seven dollars here, thirteen dollars here, and you know at the end of the month you're spending hundred, two hundred dollars on on subscriptions. Might as well buy a cable. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> cut the cable cord. Yeah, so... Oh, that's our dog. She has no boundaries or respect for the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so we... I think the one Christmas that we uh, ended up funding was $300. We ended up spending $300 on that. So our dog is literally eating a, our sock right now, and she thinks it's a game of tug-of-war, so we're trying to tackle that. Um, thanks for bearing with us and not turning on the podcast yet. <laughs> um you know, uh, what else? What else were we going to talk about with um, Best Buy? What do you think was your best purchase, if that's even an option with this card, and your worst purchase? Okay, that's enough. I took off the, the thing. I'm sorry, guys. Um, okay, so my our best purchase, I would have to say, would be things that we still have. Um, because a lot of the stuff on that, we don't have. When we moved back here, we got rid of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um your mom is like a magical Tetris car packer. <laughs> and we spent $130 on a vacuum that we were going to leave in San Diego. If you guys ever need to pack anything in a car, it might be worth flying my mom out and have her pack it. Cause you probably will save a bunch of money by not having to buy the new things. <laughs> yeah. So we, we were going to just like buy a new um, vacuum and I was, your mom was like, no, we're not leaving this. Like get this vacuum. It's a shark vacuum. We have a dog who sheds like crazy. We, we needed the vacuum and we were just going to leave it with our roommates. We left the microwave with our roommates, which we also bought from Best Buy. Yep. Um, and then what did you ask me? The best purchase? Okay. The other best purchase would be the camera. So I bought my Canon, um, during uh, one of my like i have a great idea i'm gonna be a photographer and la la and i i love taking pictures i love you know taking pictures for my friends or portrait photos and i've got like a very small portfolio but that was a good purchase um i mean not good that i spent you know whatever i spent on it and then put it on the card and then never paid it off until recently but those would be my, my best purchases yeah with the camera I mean, you did make money using it. I wonder if you no. would have been able to pay it off. I know you didn't pay it, but I wonder if you, like, equaled that a purchase out. I mean, I think I could have. Like, I just, I mean, I, I love my camera. It's a creative outlet for me. I, I don't regret buying the camera. I regret not, A, paying off that that bill, and I wish I would have paid cash for it. Um, the Best Buy credit card doesn't really even give me any benefits. Like, it's not a... It's not a good credit card. Um, I think that's the case with a lot of like store credit cards. Like you're better if if you're gonna absolutely use credit cards. You know, there's way better options out there. There are, and it's it's hard because like you know you go to, in America at least if you go to several stores you will be offered a credit card. Old Navy has offered me a credit card fifty thousand times. Target. Um, what's funny about target is they have like the red card which is like a debit card and then they have the red card which is like a credit card uh and both i think give you the same benefits so it's it's don't quote me on that but it's just very weird um okay you asked me my worst purchase 
<sighs> the worst purchase was one of our lowest moments, I think, financially. Like, and that's what Ooh, I know it, where this is going. It's what makes this card like such a finance fail. We had no money. Like, we had maybe two dollars. Broke. We were so we had nothing in our bank account. I oh my god, this was such a terrible time. Uh, because I think very shortly after this, my car broke down on the middle of the street when I was driving someone from work from out of town. And then the next day I had to like go through the um, parking garage and my car got denied because I had no money and I had to pay for the parking like to get out. So that person had to pay for parking because I couldn't do it. This was a very low time for us financially. Um, But we had no money. And if you have ever been to Best Buy, right at the front, they have um, gift cards, like for stores, for for Best Buy, for restaurants. So I said, okay, it's dinner time. We have no money. We are, I'm pretty sure we're maxed out on our regular credit cards. I was like, we can go to Best Buy. We can buy Applebee's gift cards and we can eat dinner. So we went, we bought $50 in Applebee's gift cards and we bought, um, we went to Applebee's, which was across the street, and that's what we ate for dinner. And we probably tried to, to have enough so that we could have lunch the next day. Because again, yeah. we, had, we had nothing. And that was like, I remember, I've never felt so sad in an Applebee's. Because one, it's Applebee's. It's not that great. <laughs> like, Fancy life. <laughs> it just, it's not great. And we we have come a long way. Like... Do you remember when that was? What year was that? We we were living in Mira Mesa. So, I think. 2016. So 2016. And it was like, I mean, again, I was probably making $16 an hour, I think, at that point. Uh, and, you know, wasn't any good with money. We, we were living in a way that was like outside of our means. Um, it just, it was not a great time. <laughs> I think that was maybe when I was still not making very good money until I got promoted. So that probably did not help. I mean, it was just, it wasn't good for either of us. We, we weren't um, living the life that we could afford. And, you know, a lot of people go through that. It's not, um, I've, we, I've come a long way emotionally to like handle that, that, you know, embarrassment or guilt or shame over that time period in our lives. And, um, you know, I feel like because we've done that, we are a lot smarter with money now. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever go back and do that again. Yeah, it's just, it's not something that, you know, I want to have to do again. And, and I mean, we were lucky at that time because we didn't have, you know, kids. It was just you and me and we we're just, you know, trying to figure it out. And should we maybe have gone to um, Kroger or whatever, the Vons, and bought ramen noodles for um 50 cents maybe but like we just when you are so that like you don't have money for for your meal for that night like it is a very defeating feeling and so to be like let's let's just go get ramen noodles and and go to sleep um, well i think the other thing too is that would have been weird for us to do that like we would eat out we would drink out so like it would have been very weird for us to be like 
man, we are flat broke. We got to go buy ramen noodles. Like that just tells you the lifestyle we are trying to live and we are completely broke and we still found a way to go <laughs> and eat out and I bet we had drinks. We <laughs> so. probably did. We, I was like, we had $50. We need to tip at least 20%. <laughs> Um, because no matter how broke we ever got, we never skimmed on tips because I don't believe on doing that. It's like, all right, well, whatever. If I have to max out my credit card to, to tip this lady 20%, that's what I'm going to do. Um, but it like, we, we could have even ordered pickup and it would have been cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> like we just, that was just a rough time. Um, however, what was what that? Um, however, we did pay off Best Buy. It is done. It is, it is done. And it has been done for over a year, year and a half. So to pay off Best Buy, like I said, it got up to like three thirty two hundred, thirty seven hundred, somewhere around there. And I was so mad at that card. Like I just hated you that card. You were. I hated that card. I still hate that card. Don't um, you have it framed? I do have it framed. <laughs> I was trying to find the card the other day and it is framed. Um yeah, I have it framed and it says like, um, the the best thing in life you can make is a mistake because you can't learn anything from being perfect and then that card is framed from when i paid it off and was just like i'm done like i made many payments every chance i could get i would sell everything i could um i was selling things like five dollars ten dollars twelve dollars and so i would make payments of like five dollars ten dollars twelve dollars eight fifty like i was getting rid of that debt because i hated it so much you know what's crazy is that thirty two hundred, we probably paid seven mm. to ten thousand towards that card. Yes, because the minimum payment got up to like ninety eight dollars. And again, like this wasn't you know the card with the highest interest, the card with the highest balance, the card with the lowest balance. But I was I had such an emotional anger towards that card. I was like, whatever it takes, we have to get rid of this card. And do you remember how we paid off the last seven hundred dollars? How's that? We, I asked if we could empty the emergency fund. Oh, yes. And we emptied the emergency fund. And I said, I can't take this anymore. Like, I cannot make one more payment. It was like the 7th. And the card was due on the 9th. See how much I remember this stupid card? It's been a year and a half. Um, <laughs> and I was like, please, please, can we empty the emergency fund? I will refill it as fast as I can. $700 is not going to save us anyways. Please. And you were like, yeah, you can, you can sell it. Or you can you can empty it. So we had like seven hundred and twenty nine dollars in the emergency fund, and we pulled seven hundred out. I think that's one of those emotional wins that you gotta have every once in a while. I mean, yeah, you're definitely right. Like sometimes you have to. I am known as the queen of chaotic unpredictability. I cry to myself that, and it's because I do stuff like that. Um, I'm not saying I would recommend everyone, you know, just go take out, you know, a couple hundred dollars from your emergency fund and go pay it off. But for me, I needed to do that. Like that was just something I had to do. Yeah. But yeah, so we really got into that one. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, which as you can tell, that is a very emotional card and purchase and everything for us. Yes, it is clear now. Honestly, I would not be surprised if they close that account. And that would be one of the cards I would just let close because I'm never going to use that again. I just, like I said, it's not a good credit card. Um, I have credit cards that I like that we use and, you know, they help us travel. But this is just not one of them. (sighs) All right. Anything else on Best Buy? 
now I think that's it. We will never use that card ever again. And like you said, if it closed, that's let's let it close. <laughs> I think a lot of people have cards like this. I think a lot of people have cards that are like tied to a store or like, you know, the old Navy card, the Gap card, the, you know, Banana Republic. Those are all the same brand, but they have those cards where they just signed up for, oh, they're going to give me 50% off today or, or whatever. I worked at Old Navy and Target and I had to push those cards and just so you know they do not care if you say no even if they ask you three times they do not care if you say no it's part of their script i feel like people need to know that <laughs> sorry old maybe but you're probably not gonna sponsor me so um <laughs> yeah i would ask because my manager's standing right there and she knows i have to ask she know like where you get in trouble for it you know some places are even like you didn't ask that customer why didn't you ask that customer don't you want to smile for today that's what old navy would call the cards so they'd be like oh so and so got a smile which is like you got someone to sign up for a credit card you convinced you convinced an 18 year old who works at steak and shake that she needs an old navy credit card no she does not she had money she was going to pay for it and she did not because i convinced her so i like got zero smiles at both stores good job good job good job working for the cause <laughs> working for the cause um okay so our next segment i kind of want to um talk about because people message me and ask me about this and and i don't know anything about it so even on my page i don't really talk a ton about it because i don't know about it and if i don't know about it i don't talk about it um, so this segment is called David Decrypts Crypto. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So let's, I just want to do like a quick segment on this, you know, a couple minutes just to kind of go into crypto each episode, just to talk a little bit about it. It should be known like just because David says to do something or like he recommends something or, or whatever does not mean that you should do that. He I'm cannot, not a financial advisor. He's not a financial advisor. He's not a crypto advisor. He he just is really into this. He's been into it since 2011, maybe. And um, he watches a lot of YouTube videos on it. And he's not, no one can predict the future with cryptocurrency. <laughs> not even Elon Musk, who I think hates it now. So, he's all right. Back and forth. He's back and forth. Well, that, that tracks. All right. So what are we going to talk about today with crypto? So I just want to give a quick, like, overview and how to get your feet wet with it um there's two websites you really need to know coingecko.com and coinmarketcap.com i say if you want to learn about crypto those are pretty good resources it can be a little overwhelming because they have like all the coins listed but question yes so when you say all the coins what does that mean so they basically have all the cryptos listed so basically when you go to that page it'll show you the top like 100 on page one and so basically like, like tick tickets and ticker symbols or like what basically are they? so it's like bitcoin ethereum uh xrp and various ones okay so yeah you can go on there and it's I reluctant to say this, but sort of like stocks. So, you know, they have like a ticker symbol. That's with crypto. They have a ticker symbol. But um, what I recommend, so go there, click on like Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, read what they're about, click on the different links that they have on those pages. Um, just try and get a general idea of what they are. Um, and what I recommend too is maybe scroll through there. Um, 
click on something that might catch your interest, whether it's the name or the price or how the symbol looks, just click on a random one and just read about it. And then that's probably, you're not gonna get it the first time when you look at these. You probably won't even get it on the second time. It takes years and years to understand these things. Um, but I think the best way to get your feet wet with it is after you've done a little bit of research, go to coinbase.com, open up an account, pop 10 bucks in there, 20 bucks in there, whatever you want, buy Bitcoin or Ethereum, and just see what happens. Just let it sit there. You'll see it fluctuate, go up and down, and you can sort of start to build a relationship with crypto and sort of see what it's like. And at least in this case, you're not risking a bunch of money. You know, you don't want to go in there throwing a thousand dollars and not know what you're doing. So I think that's just a good way to get started with it. And then maybe, you know, if you have another extra 10 bucks sometimes, maybe buy a different crypto, try trading cryptos, those uh, going from like Bitcoin to Ethereum and just sort of see how it works and operates um, for that first couple weeks and go from there. So I know like Robinhood is really big on saying like you can buy crypto here and and how does that work? Should people use Robinhood to get crypto? Yes and no. Um, so last time I looked with Robinhood, basically you can buy it and sell it, but you cannot send it off their platform. So in crypto, we say, um, not your keys, not your crypto, which basically means if Robinhood, for any reason, want to shut it down or block you out, they can, which can also happen on Coinbase. However, with Coinbase, I can send it to like another wallet or another crypto exchange. With Robinhood, as of right now, I believe you can't do that. So you own it but you don't really own it. So that's why I recommend Coinbase because that's another good thing too, is if you did wanna go try out like a crypto wallet, like MetaMask, for example, you could buy it on Coinbase, which is what most people do, send it to your MetaMask wallet, and then you know start experiencing with like DeFi and NFTs and those other items. Um, but before you get into that, you know, do a little bit of research on the top 10 coins, um, see what they're about, I guess buy them, trade them, mess around with them until you get a better grasp on them. <laughs> that's fair. The Budget right. Blonde says don't invest in what you don't know. And I think that's very important. Like just because some random person on Reddit or some random person on my podcast um, says, oh, do this, do this, like look into it. Make sure you know what you're doing. Make sure you understand. I know people have asked you in the past, like, okay, well, what time does the market close? It never closes. So like Bitcoin is very different from the stock market in that way. Like you, it could be $5 at 258 and then it could be $1,000 at 302. Like it just, it's always fluctuating. It's like real time trading. So just be very careful with that. Um, and I'm, that's probably the last time I'm going to, no, I'll probably make this <laughs> disclaimer a lot um, when we talk about this because I don't want people to like, I took out all of my 401k and put it all into crypto and now I have no money. Don't do well, that. <laughs> what we always say in the crypto community, 
Um, don't invest what you can't afford to lose. Everything can go to zero. Everything can go to zero. Not index funds, though. <laughs> <laughs> if index funds go to zero, then we're in a lot more trouble than index funds at zero. Okay, so our last segment I want to call other people's business. And um, this might vary week to week, but basically I want to look at this week. I pulled a Reddit question. Um, so someone posted on Reddit, they asked the question and I want to have a conversation with David and see what he thinks. And then I'm going to post this on my page and um, I'd love to guys hear your guys' thoughts and opinions like go wild because this um, I think it's gonna be fun. It will be. Okay, cool. Um, so now I have to practice reading aloud, which I don't do very often outside of reading to our kid. So <laughs> Gonna do great. Thank you, thank you. All right. Newlywed wife keeping all the gift money. What to do? I fully funded my now wife's wedding and honeymoon, totaling well over $22,000. My wife paid only for her wedding dress. On the day after the wedding, she decided to open all the cards without me knowing what was inside those cards. When I go into our bedroom that day, I see a stack of money totaling nearly $4,000. I questioned her as to where the money came from. She said, it's my money from the cards. I said, actually, it's our money. She said, you work and make a ton of money. Me, I hardly make anything. I told her that I funded everything and that I feel it's best that we both use some of the money to cover our expenses on the honeymoon which then she took the entire stack of money and hid it to where only she could find it. All right, so they are starting the marriage off strong. What are your thoughts on this one? That would be the quickest marriage and to divorce <laughs> to ever happen. Um, I'm sort of joking, but man, that is, that is messed up. He spent 22, 22 grand? 22 grand on the wedding and the honeymoon, yeah man and the i think the crazy thing is too it's not like he wanted to say uh let me go use that to buy something he's like yeah we're gonna use it for our honeymoon like he's trying to use it something for both of them and she's like nope it's mine <laughs> yeah that is wild i cannot imagine like the mindset that someone would have to be in to be like no we got married this is my money um especially because it's four thousand dollars and I mean, we obviously only know his side of the story, but it's like when you get married, you're inviting people ideally from both sides of your family, like his family, her family. And for her to be like, no, this is my money. Like some of that money might be from his family. Like you can't say that that's your money if, especially because it's like from his family too. I wonder if they had uh, like split finances and stuff before the wedding and if they're gonna keep them split or I'm curious about I'm, that. I'm, I just feel like this is also another important reason, like, why couples need to talk about money. They need to talk about things that understand, like, where people are coming from. How much money do you have? How are we going to do our finances? It's sort of crazy that they didn't say, hey, we're going to get a bunch of money for this wedding. What are we going to do with it? How are they not on the same page? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, lack of communication. Like, as cheesy as that is, that is, like... A huge problem with people if you don't know how to communicate and you don't know how to ask the tough questions you're not gonna to get you know the answers that you need the other thing is interesting about him is he says says things that are like I fully funded my and my or my fully funded my now wife's wedding 
my now wives. <laughs> you funded both of your weddings. Like this is it's they're not on a, they're not a team. They're not like working together. Even if you have split finances, you can work together. Um, so I I find it very interesting that. This is like this is like probably their first fight as a, a married couple because I mean I would be fighting too for for four thousand dollars like I'm we can either share it or we're sending it back. Yeah, fair enough. Yes, when you sent me that, I was like, "What?" I couldn't believe it. I know it's it's wild the things that um you know people post on Reddit. I find it very fascinating. I only just discovered reddit i know i'm like way behind on the times but <laughs> i i think this will be a fun segment to talk about every week and and sometimes we probably won't agree and i think those will be the fun episodes good job we agreed this time, we agreed this time. <laughs> all right i think that's about it don't you yeah all right cool well thank you guys so much for listening thanks for bearing with us through our dog shaking her collar um <laughs> eating socks we we made it without our kid crying so he is still asleep so we'll take that as a win um but go ahead follow me on instagram at refilling my wallet um subscribe to our our podcast rate it on apple if you can and um i think that's it david Don't forget to refill your drinks. And refill your wallet. Bye, guys.